What's up, YouTube? I'm Robert, and this is the Biker Bar Podcast live stream, episode 88. If you guys haven't heard of Dustin from Technar, you should go over to Instagram right now, search him while I do my, my intro. And while you're at Instagram, you can swing by my page and follow me over there too, at BikerB1, B1KERB1. So he's at something, 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 Technar. You can figure it out. TEC and then g-n-a-r i think it's a dash or a dot or an underscore i think it's an underscore on instagram something like that figure it out you guys you guys are are grown adults i'm sure you can do it anyways um i'll have him correct me on that one later i would like you guys to actually follow me though because that would be great i've been i've been looking at those numbers on instagram and i'm really close to i think it's like really close to hitting four thousand. i want to hit four thousand. and those of you guys that don't instagram and only facebook seriously go over to the biker page and just give me a like or a follow. I don't know what they call it over there. I think it's a, I think it's a like, but for some reason I can't even hit a thousand on Facebook. And I've been at this for a long time. I feel like I should have a thousand followers on Facebook. So come on. I know there's a lot of you guys over 40 that don't even have Instagram. You're just all about the Facebook swing by there. All you gotta do is push a little button. It's like thumbs up or whatever it is. You think I would actually do a little research, I'm telling you guys about how long I've been doing this. I'm like, yeah, there's something over there. You got to push that something. So go do that. I, I'm sure you guys, if you li like listening to me, you like pushing buttons. So head over there, hit that button. But this is the deal. I uh, released some new shirts. I don't know if you got those of you that don't follow me on Instagram and Facebook, you don't know this, but I, I released some new shirts lately and they are selling quickly. People really like the B1ker design. And there's a bunch of different colors and you can you can pick one up. Basically, I don't remember how much it is, but it's like 25 bucks or something like that. So you get a shirt and I get five bucks. You support the channel, put some beer in the fridge, maybe buy some new parts for this bike I'm trying to build and uh, make videos for you guys. Talk, get people on here and talk about bikes. So that would be that would be exciting if you guys could get over there and do that. If you want to pick up some swag, maybe like a biker hat. I don't have one on. I got the sweet Cali hat on today. Um, you can pick one up over there at the at the biker website as well. And that's just uh, b1kero.com or shop.biker.com for those of you guys that want to get right to the page. Ain't got no time to waste. Anyways, so episode 88. Wow, I can't believe we're almost at 100. That's nuts. But here we are. And we got Dustin. I'm going to bring him on. I'm going to. Remember to unmute him before I bring him on. That'd be weird if I didn't do that. What's up, Dustin? How's it going? I'm trying to figure out your comments here. How do I how do I reply to these comments? Oh, you can hit that little button on the side to see the comments, but you don't you don't need to bother with comments, man. Oh, Otherwise, people. you get all caught up in it, and I, I try not yeah. to pay attention to those guys over there unless they're like yeah, those people throwing money at me. You know, hey, if you guys <laughs> want to super chat a bunch of money over there, maybe I'll pay attention to you. But if not, well, you know. There it is. He was asking a TEC and then underscore GNAR. On oh, Instagram. there you go. Right on, man. Right there. How'd you come Fish. up? I mean, yeah, let's just go ahead and I guess we're going to get into How'd you come up with Technar? What's that? Uh, I have a day job, but it's mm -hmm. like a, I'm on shift work, right? So I work nights and days and weekends, but they're all 12 hour shifts. And so I was sitting and it's one of those jobs where unless I go looking for other humans, I don't, I don't have to see them. So it's kind of awesome, but oh, I'm on yeah. YouTube a lot. 
And so Technar, I was honestly, I was writing on this whiteboard, like, because what I wanted to do originally was, you know, all these uh, Sprinter vans, these uh, Mercedes Sprinter vans and just Ford Sprinter vans, all this stuff. I wanted to out, I wanted to outfit them. But this, now I know there's a couple billion of them, but this was like six years ago I wanted to do it because I saw a couple of them. Right, you're ahead of thinking you. Well, because back then I I went on uh, Reddit and YouTube and stuff, and everyone was like hand making all the the appliances and stuff and their cupboards and whatever. I was thinking you could so easy just like knock out thousands of these cupboards, you know, they're the right shape that just like put in there and zip, 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 and you're done. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I wanted to do that. Now I have no knowledge what's carpentry, cabinetry. Uh automotive anything i just knew there was going to be a lot of people doing it because i wanted one so i figured everyone else wanted one too right anyway so i was that's what i came up with was technar vans was my was going to be my business and that i i think i still own technarvans.com but the vans thing didn't work out so i cut off the van so it's just technar now <laughs> you're all screw these cabinets you don't know anything about cabinets why the hell am i doing that i don't know anything about cabinets that's a good. That was a good eye, though, man. You recognizing something coming up? Well, that, the, it's one the of those van things. Thing is is legit for sure. Well, I think you could still go in there because I know a lot of people like that's half the appeal is the making of the, the putting in the wood floor and the the wood siding and like all the sound deadening and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think if you if if you knew how to do those things like the wood floors and the cabinets and stuff. I think you could do some modular stuff pretty easily and make it. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like there's room for like the, uh, Ikea, of van life to roll in and bomb back, like, you know, put these things in a, whatever kind of machine that spits out a bunch of furniture. You know what I mean? They're like, Mm -hmm. get you some like four picture instructions with, with a fake screwdriver in it and boom. You got yourself a van. <laughs> well, and you know what's funny? What what was the final nail in the coffin for that idea is you couldn't buy a Sprinter van. Well, they didn't make very many of them back in the day. They made them for uh, like UPS and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I looked all over like the Western United States and could not find a Sprinter van in all like, cause I wanted to buy a new one. Like, and there's anybody who's looked into this. There's there's passenger ones with all the seats, and then the yeah. the Goldilocks for van life is like the two front seats, and then maybe like a bench, and then cargo. You know what I mean? So, but not even the bench half the time. How you can buy that aftermarket, but just a cargo van, uh, and and you couldn't find them anywhere because they probably knew that FedEx and UPS needed a hundred of them, so they made a hundred and one of them. Right. And then other people started buying them. Now right. that you could probably find them now, but that's, I could not find one because I was ready. And other problem stripped down to nothing. Like all they are is empty space. Right. But if right. you got the diesel with the four wheel drive, uh, they're like 75 grand. Yeah. They're super you know expensive. I mean? So, and that's before you ever do anything to that's just empty van space, you know, for a brand new one. So that's, the high barrier to entry on that particular little. Yeah, it's all. Uh, I've been looking at them too, man. I'm kind of like, 
I, I really want to talk the lady into it, but she's not really, she's not buying it. She's like, man, we can get a shit ton of uh, hotels for 80 grand, you know? And that was uh, nail number two with that. Yeah. Nail. Yeah. Cause on, cause I've got two, well, I've got three kids. Uh, once one's a little older and then, and he's already moved out and in college and stuff. And then I've got the two little ones. So it was like trying to logistically figure out how to get five seat belts in this thing was right. going to be a problem right. because you obviously want the least amount of seats possible. Cause then you can have beds and showers and blah, blah, blah. Right. Oh, but if you right. have, five seat belts that means you got like two cabins and a third or like a big bench and then they got to sit next to each other and they don't get along you know what i mean so yeah so 25 year old millionaires with no kids and just a girlfriend go for it yeah. like, you got in you don't have any one of those things you might have a problem <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i i go back and forth man i have this whole like progression of things that i like how it starts, it'll be like, I'm going to get a rooftop tent. And then it's like, next thing I know, I'm into like the, uh, what are those little, they look like a, like a ham can that you like tow behind it. I forget what they're called right now. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. It's like a little, little trailer. Mm -hmm. There's like With the tent on top and then the trailer. No, they're like the, like, uh, it looks like a, a can of like spam or some shit like that with two wheels on it. Oh. Teardrop, a little teardrop trail. Yeah, teardrop. So I'll go to those because yeah. those are like five, ten grand. And then next thing you know, I'm looking at freaking regular trailers and then I'm back to the van again. And then by the end of that whole like two hours of, of Google, I'm like 80 grand. I'm not spending 80 grand. And then I go back to like, fuck it. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> well, and you got to spend 80 grand on your, the truck to pull it all. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah. so I did meet in the middle. I do have a truck with a, with a pop-up tent on it or like a fold out right tent. Yeah. And because we already had a regular camp trailer because yeah. we, I mean, in Utah, it's what we do is camp. Right. So uh -huh. I had like all the bases covered, but I wanted to like dump all of that and just get this van, but it logistically, it really wasn't going to work out, but so now I've just got the pop-up tent and a real trailer. So yeah. I'm just met in the middle. That's probably best know. for the size of your family, because otherwise, yeah. the only way you're going to sleep everybody in a in a van at this point, Would you'd have to get the the van and then have the ones that like the they have like a pop-up tent that you can put on top of it, so you can like crawl yeah. through the roof to get up there. Yeah, but, I mean, you got three kids, you might just give up until they're out of high school, dude. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. how, how do you get into painting? Well, uh, my dad uh, used to do like classic car type stuff, like show cars. Uh -huh. He had a day job also. Uh, he was actually a coal miner. We're in coal country down here in uh, like eastern Utah. But, okay. Uh, so on the side, he would restore old cars, you know, for people or just they would restore them and then he'd paint them stuff. Mm -hmm. So my my summer jobs growing up, I hated, of course, but were just sanding for my dad. You know what I mean? Because there's always, there's always just sanding to be done. Then yeah, because that's the time-consuming part. Exactly. Like, yeah. So you got a a big paint job, you know, and like maybe ten minutes of it is actual painting, and there's like ten hours of just behind-the-scenes prep shit that no one likes. Right. That's boring and dirty, and probably give you cancer. And, for breathing it in but um <laughs> so anyway so i knew all that but honestly like 
no, not a chance in hell that I would ever be painting cars. Cause I, like, it's not that I don't like cars. Like I just not that into them. Right. Uh-huh. And then, uh, but I was, we're, I just do stuff. Cause so he's got this big shop, like two big bays and then an actual paint booth. Okay. Turn out, turn cars out of. Right. Right. And I'm sitting in there one day and I'm really into bikes and you go on Instagram and this is probably five, six, seven years ago. Now you'd see like every once in a while, like seven nook could have some kind of a cool custom painted bike. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't that big at the time. Right. And then right. somebody else would have one. And then there were the rampage bikes, right? Everyone would have like something custom for rampage. And so I was just look, scrolling through Instagram. like, God, I wonder how cool are those bikes? I'm like, I wonder how much people are charging for those bikes. And I'm like, like look up at all the airlines and I look over at the air compressor and there's paint stacks of paint over here. And there's a whole bay of paint guns over here. And like, Holy shit. It was just like an epiphany right then. I was like, I ran home and I had this road bike that I hardly ever ride, you know, but uh-huh. it was, uh, start sanding on it. And I'm like, trying to do as much like trying to remember how the hell to do everything, you know, cause I haven't done it. Well, I mean, I've done the, the bodywork stuff, but I've never done the paint. Like my yeah. dad always painted. He was the painter. Right. Right. So yeah. Dad, you were just okay. the so, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so we kind of double teamed that very first one and then I posted that and then I did, I had a fat bike. Right. So I did that one next and I had a dirt jumper and I did that one next. And honestly, by the end of those three bikes that I did, I was like, bam, right into people wanting to pay me to paint their bikes. Like, because uh-huh. I kind of had, I was already in the bike world. I did some videography down in Moab a lot. Cause I'm kind of by Moab, like an hour away from uh-huh. Moab. And so what were, what were you doing there? Just like a YouTube channel or you were helping film or. Yeah. Well, and that was part of the van thing too, was I wanted to, I wanted to film stuff, but again, the problem with that particular thing is like you got to be the dude that's ready to just fly anywhere, do anything at any time. If you want to be the videographer guy, I think, you know, yeah, yeah. having a day job and kids that yeah, kind of killed work. that whole thing. So yeah, anyway, yeah. what I'm saying is I already had the following. So I posted some custom bikes and it just immediately, it wasn't like I was starting from ground zero with bikes. Like, so that kind of helped, I guess, you know, were you uh, doing, was it Technar at that point that you were using as a name and you were well, posting the bike stuff or you had like a different Instagram at that point? It was the same site, you know what I mean? But I, I have changed the name, but it used to be every angle films, uh-huh. but, uh, but then I changed it to Technar. Uh, uh, I get it. Okay. Everyone thought it was every angel films and I was like, God, read, please. Right? So that, so yeah, I had public to, education. <laughs> so I had to change it anyway. And then that just kind of naturally just kind of died on the vine because there's so many people out there. Well, like we were talking about barrier to entry for the vans being very expensive. Mm-hmm. The barrier to entry to be a videographer, like air quotes, yeah, is nothing. Your right. cell phone. Now, right, like yeah. your, your iPhone will take a hell of a video. You know what right, I mean? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's, 600 bucks on GoPro stuff and like a camera and a couple mounts and you're good to go. So, I mean, and then, but then there's like, you can get up to medium, like decent, pretty easy. 
but it's mm-hmm. like getting past that to like pro yeah is is where it, it's, it's hard to do because number one you got to be a good rider number two you got to know like you got to learn your white balances and your frame rates and your like how to get youtube to not murder your video with their right, compression right. you know what right because everyone remembers those first youtube videos like of gopros how it'd be like just like compressed to oblivion yeah. like yeah you'd be, and like yeah. everything was just like big blocks and stuff right right so, right on man. what's your day job what do you do for the day job i work at a power plant so oh, okay uh i'm i i worry about water ph because pretty much how you make power a lot of times is heating up water uh-huh. like it, the heating up of the water is where the differences come in, whether it's nuclear or gas or coal or whatever, solar sometimes. Uh-huh. So it's just heating up water to a steam. Steam turns the turbine. Right. And makes the power. And then, but so my world is water pH. There you go. That's, I worry about water pH all day. You know, so. <laughs> and you don't have to deal with any people. So that sounds fun. And I don't have to deal with people. Because every time I can every time someone comes down, I get some kind of disgusting looking water sample and be like, I, I gotta go. I you know, and just what you <laughs> have a sample and a clipboard and walk with purpose. Yeah, no and one, then nobody no bothers you, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, I can't talk right now. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I learned that in the military. Just walk around like you have something to do and people will just leave you alone, man. <laughs> when people talk to you just grunt and keep right? on walking. <laughs> So, how'd you get into writing? Uh, I was about 260, 270 there for a sec. Uh-huh. Um, and How tall are you? Six foot. Okay. So, I didn't yeah. wear it well. If that's yeah, yeah. So, you're, you're packing it on then, right? Uh, and I bet this guy at my job that I could lose more weight than him because he was an older dude that was pissed. We were both just sitting complained about how fat we were and stuff. Right. And uh, I had like the week before I had like sneezed and it like hurt my back for a week. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I like, I'd never really had back problems. Like, it, cause I did construction back in the day and all that, all that kind of stuff. So, but right, so I was right. strong, but I, so I, I sneezed wrong. And I right. ended up with like if my back hurt for a week. I was like, oh, I gotta lose some weight. And so me and this guy were talking. So I bet him I could lose more weight. And we gave ourselves like nine months, you know, on this big thing. We bet like a hundred bucks. We oh. both ended up I ended up losing sixty. And I think he lost I think he lost sixty also, but he started out lower. So we cause we did a percentage thing, you know what I mean? Because okay. I was a lot higher than him. Uh, yeah. So he won. We we tied on actual pounds, but he won because it was a percent thing. Oh uh, yeah, uh, I know how that goes. But it was a hundred bucks to lose sixty pounds. That's good good money. I'd do that. Yeah, dude, that's probably worth it, man. It's totally worth it. I just lost. Well, I, I recently lost sixty pounds myself, man. Feels good. Huh? Yeah, dude. Definitely ride a lot different. That's for sure. So it was yeah, the bet sure. that got you into riding. So you weren't even into bikes before that. Well, I had bikes as a kid and I had mountain bikes back in the day, but like they were probably nice for back in the day, but then there was like 
all through my high school and college years. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, I wasn't not a biker, but I didn't really have bikes. You know what I mean? But I, I went yeah. down to the bike shop because I had lost some weight, but then I got like, I've got all this energy. I want to go out and do stuff. I had started running and, uh, and then I started noticing these triathlons, you know what I mean? So I'm like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. So I go down to look at road bikes and I ended up buying a hardtail. It was the uh, 29er rock hopper, uh, special oh, okay. rock hopper, which is their hardtail. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it was like 800 bucks. Right. Which right. was, I thought was ridiculous, but I was like, right. you know what? I just lost my way. I want to keep it off 800 bucks. Nothing. Right. So right. I, I'm riding it on roads. I'm riding this rock hopper on, on dirt roads and stuff and getting beat yeah. to hell. And then I'm like, climbing this dirt road i see this like string this trail that goes right across the road i'm like looking on both sides and i'm like so i tear off down this trail and uh follow this trail that was my first mountain bike trail and i go into the bike shop i'm like what the hell is this thing like oh yeah and they show me this map but i'm like oh my god there's all these mountain bike trails around me so i'm like i started riding this riding all these trails and the rock hopper beat the hell out of me right and so at that time, you know, because I'd gone into the shop and I'd seen these road bikes and these full suspension bikes. And I'm like, you people are nuts. Like, I can just get this bike and do both of those things. And right. you're all idiots for right. spending all that money. Right. And then like a month later, honest to God, I went back in there and I'm like, okay, I know why you need that bike. And I know why you need that bike. And I want to buy both. <laughs> and let's get some kind of a package deal going here. And so I bought a Tarmac, an SL4 Tarmac. Uh-huh. Which was like top of the line. It had red, uh, SRAM red components on that. It was like, oh, there you go. Chip. Yeah. And I bought the Santa Cruz LTC when it first came out. It was that brown and uh, orange yeah. one. And that was a cool bike. And so, so that I went from like this. the lead up to the high tower, wasn't it? What's that? Kind of like the lead up bike to the high tower. Wasn't that like a. It, it, yeah, it was like yeah. a longer travel 29er, but it wasn't, they didn't have the high tower yet or something like that. I, I'm trying to remember. Well, yeah. So they had the tall boy and I don't remember what the geometry was with it, it but I think it was like a 120 uh, fork mm-hmm. and rear suspension, but like super steep head angle and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. And the, the LTC was the uh, long travel carbon, I think, but they uh, break okay. it out a little bit and put a 140 on it. Yeah, they were going uh, big back then, right? <laughs> yeah. And 29ers were even like kind of a new thing back then. You know, this was yeah, yeah, for sure. this was 20, 2011. So I was 10 yeah. years ago now. So shit, uh, uh, so then after that, it was like I was all over. So I started doing triathlons and stuff like that, and I was hitting Moab. And so I was like – because you know how – you kind of gotta uh, like pick a thing because like everything is kind of expensive, so you can't just kind of do everything. It's almost like right, you gotta right. do one th- like whether it's like jeeping or going to car shows or whatever. Like, so I, I was like, yeah. well, bikes are good for you, and I'll just get yeah, yeah. a bike. So yeah. I just got balls deep in the bikes. There you go, man. I, I, I'm I'm a little biased, but I feel like it's a good decision. <laughs> exactly. Well, because so, uh, now I mean, 
I've got I'm in plus one all day. So I've got, I've got the gravel bike. I've still got that road bike. I've got a fat bike. I've got I've got a ski bike. I got yeah. a this bike. I got a full suspension. My my full suspension right here. Uh, so I've I've got hype bikes hanging in my garage. I got bikes hanging in my house. Yeah. And I I call them art because they're painted. That's why I've got them right. hanging in my house. My wife just rolls her eyes at me all like yeah, twenty thousand times a day, but. <laughs> at least you can get away with it right yeah exactly you're like because it's good for, you. good for you right 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 it's totally good <laughs> for you man um what is uh what's most challenging about painting bikes compared to you know back in the day when you were helping out with the cars uh well cars are obviously like big flat surfaces right uh -huh. and so you know when you're painting a car it's just like psh, psh, you know what I mean? You're just like that. But with bikes, you're like, like get out of yoga class and you're like spraying all over the place. And, and there's like converging pieces of like tubing that are all over the place. And so if these two tubes are here and you, you paint this one, you paint this one, guess what? You just extra painted right here. And so that's mm -hmm. just like asking for runs, you know uh -huh. what I mean? So it's all these converging lines make it really hard to not run the shit out of the the paint and the clear uh -huh. and you just kind of i've just uh got like a a thing like a i kind of do the same every time now and so I, i've i've kind of eliminated most of that that was the hard part because my dad's like we're sitting there looking at a bike and goes i don't know how you're gonna not run the hell out of that you know what i mean because right. you've got a little tiny tube like this and you're your fan on your your air gun is like this you know what i mean so 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 the little tiny tube just for the people that are listening the little tiny tube that you made a hand signal with was like the size of a pea and and pink the fan pink. the fan that you're showing is probably about six inches maybe yeah. eight inches okay and so like when you're painting you you obviously hit the thing, but then there's stuff right behind it too. You like you're let's say you're 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 painting a, a seat stay. You mm -hmm. just picture that in your mind, listeners. Like going painting a seat stay, but there's the other seat stays right behind it. Not to mention the chain stays below it, and the seat uh, tube is right there. So it's like you got all this possibility for over spray and mm -hmm. double coating and all that kind of stuff. So that's that's the hard part about it because yeah. like i said you're painting a hood and it's just it's all right there i mean and they've the car industry is set up to where like there's machines or like stands that hold there's only jobs to hold hoods upright and so yeah. you put your hood on there and you just do your thing and it, life is easy because they made i mean paper made it that way but nothing like that for bikes right so. Right. And then like every bike frame from every company is different than the other one. So it's not even like there's yeah. like some standard, like back in like the seventies, it was probably pretty easy to paint bikes because like pretty much all the frames were the same, you know, it was like, you got a Raleigh or you got a Schwinn or whatever. Like they're like the same, same size tubes. And it's just like the welds are different and the head badge, you know? Yeah. Well, and so if somebody has a road bike or something, those are pretty much all the same. And yeah, the front yeah. and the rear triangle are hooked together, right? Which makes right. it kind of nice. Now you give me a, a full suspension bike, 
And I, I have to separate those two things, uh, the front and the rear triangle. Yeah. And so the sense. front triangle is fairly easy to do because it's all wide open now. Like there's nothing on the back to like get in your way. So the front yeah. triangle is easy, but the rear triangle is like all compact as hell. And it's got all these weird geometries. Like they'll be like, you know, when they converge to like the, the rear axle, I mean that a lot of times is really tight. And then, you know, a lot of times uh, like a, like an evil following or something, you know what I mean? Like the, the rear triangle, the angles on it are really uh, tight, like uh -huh. acute if I remember geometry correctly, acute <laughs> angles. Um, so, so that's, that's the barrier to entry or the barrier to doing a good job with the bikes for sure. And, and, and like you said, we kind of talked about uh, the prep because I've got to sand all those spots, right? Because right. back in the day, like picture 12 year old me, like I just want to go to the pool with my friends and sand and, and my dad would come in and be like, that's shiny. That's shiny. That's shiny. Like shiny. Anything is. If anything is shiny, that means the new paint will not stick to it. Uh -huh. That's where this. What the the purpose of standing is to give the new paint something to grab onto. Right. 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 So if uh, if that you know wheel well has or if there's an indention like where a rivet is or something like that or a on bikes now it's like you know, around the, this, uh, like the water bottle rivets and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, like the mouse, you gotta yeah. get right down in there. Cause if you don't, that's where it's going to chip and it's going right. to chip like six months down the road. And the guy's probably not going to say anything about it, but he's going to be just pissed and might tell all of his friends like, yeah, it looked good, but now it's chipping all over the bubble, you know? Yeah. I so would those are the little, like all the, the, uh, internal tubing stuff. Like there's like little inlets and kind of like inset yep. that you kind of. So are you using just regular sandpaper? Is there something that's like a little more like pliable, like some kind of, I, I guess there's not like really a sand cloth, right? <laughs> there is actually, uh, it's, it's called, it's just uh scotch pad is what uh -huh. it's like scotch bright. And they've got different colors, like white, gray, and reddish kind of brownish red color. Mm -hmm. And, and I only know the green just one. Like a, I even would think. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's what it is, but it's they it's different uh grits because that's what sandpaper uh -huh. comes in is grit, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh but the the red is like the equivalent of 3 320 grit, and that's uh -huh. exactly what you do with it cuz you can get like a long piece of it and I I hold it like this and go down the the seat stays, you know what I mean? For mm -hmm. people listening i'm like making a milking a cow motion yeah. you know what i mean like you just bend <laughs> it over the cow. frame and just kind of like this all the way down yeah 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 the tight spots huh so, so how long does that so there, process take well uh obviously it depends and depending on how much paint there is because well specialized for example right now on a lot of their new stuff they've got like the it's like bare carbon, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you can see that the actual carbon layup in their stuff. So right. there's literally no paint on that. So that would take me five minutes to prep for additional paint. Now you okay, give me, yeah, yeah. Uh, you give me some uh, like road bike that has all kinds of decals and, and designs all over it. That'll take me a long time because I got to sand clear through. And 
to be honest with you, what you find out as a painter is you'll be sanding, you'll have this shiny red, like Bianchi or some other brand like that, and it'll be red. You're sanding through it, and you sand through it, and it's like then it turns green, then it turns orange, then it'll be down to primer, and then you're finally to carbon. And you go back and look, and it just turns out that there that same model of bike is orange this year. It was green two years ago, and it was pink or whatever the other color I came up with four years ago. They repaint their bikes oh, you know wow. I mean? because they'll if they don't sell them. And I'm not saying Bianchi's listening. I'm yeah, just yeah, yeah. You're just the first name. Some of these companies, right? though. Like, That's you'll stand through and you be like, you see previous year's colors and like oh, right. i see what you're doing you know oh but, that's interesting uh, i wouldn't even thought of that so it's yeah, like so, uh let's say like the santa cruz high tower you know like it's the same frame for four years or whatever until they update mm -hmm. it interesting well, well, they're definitely every year they have a different that. color yeah they're probably not having that problem this year that's for sure right no they're not, they're <laughs> not. everything but, is uh, the fuck out so, so, so anyway, the hard part is, yeah, it's, it's the prep because again, number one, nothing can be shiny because then the new paint won't stick. If you can get the other problem is let's say, let's say some other bike has been painted three times and I try to put a fourth coat on top of it. There are like 15 different ways that that paint could be a shitty paint job because it's layers and layers and layers. So you got your primer and then your color and then your clear and then somebody else primers and colors and clears. And if any one of those isn't good, and then I try to half-ass it and put my stuff on top, like yeah. their stuff could be chipping. My my I could have done a decent job, but if their stuff is chipping, it's taking mine off with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So you got to get all the way through that to bare carbon or aluminum or steel or whatever you're dealing with. Yeah. If you want to have any kind of uh, security that your job is going to be the one that's on display, you know what I mean? Because right. somebody else's job could screw up your job. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know? and it's not like like what you're doing for somebody is pretty cheap. I mean, what I think on your website, it's a it's a grand, right, for somebody to do do a uh, for you to do a bike. Yeah, we started a thousand bucks for one color and the logo. Um, uh -huh. And I'm kind of flexible with what one color means because honestly, like if it's, if you just want black on black, that's going to cost me almost the same as like super sparkly pink on green with green logos or something like that. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. So, so one color kind of covers a lot of options where the money kicks in is like, let's say you want me to do your fork lowers, complete pain in the ass to do that. A helmet helmets are tough to do they're very uh -huh. small but you got to mask all those little holes out and all that kind of stuff and they're uh so they they take up and a weird amount of time even though they're so small you know what i mean right right so so that's kind of where the money's at is or like your bike behind you extras. the one that i used the one i used on the oh. uh the instagram post like there's a lot of different details in that so that's there's where a lot of detail in that Right. So that's where yeah. whenever people are like, you know, hey, I want, you know, palm trees and a spider web and a 15 colors and a Pollock paint job on this. Like, exactly, then that's yeah. obviously, you know, and it's I guess it's probably the pricing is based off of the, the amount of time that you think that it's going to take. Yeah. Well, because like you see it, God, I'm on opposite here. 
but uh, I faded a lot of this. So it's like blue faded in, yellow faded into pink. Fades yeah. are easy because I can literally just paint blue and then paint yellow right over it. I don't have to do anything. But if you want blue and then like some kind of hard line to yellow, that means I got to do the blue, wait for it to dry, mask off that area, paint yellow, wait for it to dry, unmask. You know what I mean? Say so. So it's little stuff like that where people will people will come up with an idea, and I'll be like, "Look, that's going to be about sixteen hundred bucks." And then I'll be like, "But instead of those hard lines, if you want to just fade that, like that's going to knock a hundred bucks over there." Yeah. Because yeah. that's that's a five minute of just just changing paint color in my gun to continuing on versus waiting for this paint to dry, masking doing this you know what i mean so yeah, yeah. And a lot of times people are like how is that any how is that cheaper because it's they'll come up with even more colors but it's will be funny is i'll be sitting there either on a phone call like pain in the ass factor casting <laughs> down behind me when they come up with this paint with this idea right 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 that's funny so, so like, when somebody when you're painting somebody's bike it's it's their job to bring it to you totally disassembled and like all the bearings and everything out of it? Or do you just like, yeah, yeah preferably. Better. Well, people, uh, sometimes people like just drop shit me bikes and that's not ideal. Uh, you know, so like they, they ordered a bike from wherever Yeti, for example, and it, instead of having a code of them, they just have a drop ship to me. I try to right. talk them out of that because I can work on a bike fine. Like I work on all my own stuff, right? but I don't want to lose that one little thing, that right. one little washer or that little call it bolt thing. You know what I mean? It's like, right, right. That keeps me up at night. Cause I've had people be like, Hey, did you, I don't suppose you've seen this blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I probably have, but I probably kicked it under my fridge in my shop and <laughs> had no idea. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So, so an ideal paint job, let's say you want to be the best customer ever, which makes me right. want to be the best painter ever. Like they would, uh, like a, a new bike is great because grease is like the enemy of paint, right? Right. So if you somehow give me a, a greaseless bike and it's completely disassembled, like there's no covering on it you know because a lot of times they'll have like clear bra on some stuff like on the on the chain stay if, if all oh, that's okay, taken yeah, off yeah. and you and you hand it to me because every one of those things is extra time for me because that that clear thing on the chain stay i'm either going to have to pull it off and when i pull it off it's going to leave a bunch of glue and then i'll have to sand all that off now i guess it's they would have the same problem too, but then it's their time, not necessarily my time. You know what I mean? But, right. Uh, so yeah, it's just stuff like that is, uh, is very helpful. When it comes completely ready to go and mm -hmm. clean. Right. Yeah. So then, um, whenever they ship it to you, like what, what's your deal? Like they pay shipping both ways or you like pay for it one way and they pay for it the other way or, they pay for it both ways, but I usually work some kind of a deal, like, because I know, like, frames aren't uh, super heavy though either. So, like, I mean, there's probably not a lot, lot to ship it, especially when it's taken apart. When you don't have yeah. to fit wheels and handlebars and stuff in there too, like yeah. you can get a frame, especially if you 
Like if you got a full suspension and you take the rear try off the front try, you can yeah. get them. You can get a, a bike in a rim box. Like I, I get a lot or even a helmet box sometimes. Like I get a lot of uh, uh, like uh, industry nine boxes with bikes in them or envy yeah. boxes with bikes in them, you know. So yeah. yeah, and so I bet I bet the average shipping cost for a completely torn down bike is like fifty ish dollars. Yeah, so it's not super. Which it's it's not no, and you know that's I think the secret ingredient to why why this paint thing has taken off because I I'm doing a Malo. I've got a uh, a bike from California right now. Uh, I had. I've got two bikes from Florida on their way in. We've done bikes from Canada. Now, through a dealer, I did a bike for uh, New Zealand. Mm -hmm. um, we've done bikes for the Middle East, like famous Middle Easterners. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, so, yeah, the shipping is, is not a big deal for, uh, for most of this. And like I said, you know, like this bike right here, my, and for those – listening i'm pointing to envy bars envy stems envy rims yeah uh, sram eagle cassette like that cassette is as we all know we hate to talk about it i i hate to even think about it but that's like a 600 cassette right right when you that my whole that whole drivetrain right there like 2100 bucks or something you know to buy an right. eagle drivetrain when you're talking about that just for the drivetrain what the hell is a thousand dollar paint job at this point? You yeah, know what I yeah. mean? Cause uh, just, there's so much money in these bikes that uh, that's kind of, well, and it's like that meme you see where it's like this guy like counting out nickels for, uh, for lunch for him right. and his kids and stuff. And then when he's talking about bikes, he's like making it rain off his yacht. Right, 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 right. So yeah. I think right now too, like what I was saying on the, I think I wrote in the show more was, you know, with the way that there's a bike shortage right now, like you could get an old, a, a, a used bike that maybe has seen some, some bit of action and uh, you can go get it painted and make that thing look like it's off the showroom floor, you know? Right. Well, uh, we've, I, I know I've been doing that for a bunch of people because I, well, okay, let's, let's talk personal stuff here. Day jobs suck. I don't want a day job, right? Right. I would love to be the dude that just paints bikes full time. That would be uh -huh. fantastic. But now, me being a rational adult, the first stumbling block that comes to mind is, number one, you can live for a long time without a new bike. And you can live even longer without a custom painted bike, right? Yeah, yeah. So, right. so you know, picture picture a year and a half ago, me having that thought, and like, you know, it could turn south anytime now. You know, we could go into some kind of depression, and and I never paint another bike, and I just can't do it. I just got to stay with the day job. Then the the coof hits, right? The world ends uh, in air quotes. I've never been busier. Than last summer yeah i i did not have one minute to myself all last summer i was painting bikes we were doing all kinds of stuff because number one they could just ship it to me number two right. i'm in my own shop so it's not like they could shut me down or anything like that you know what i mean like i'm not around anybody 
to right. need to be separate, right? right? So they would just mail me their bikes. And the other thing, you know, people are into bikes now. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. You know, maybe like people aren't sending me a whole lot of full suspensions, but if you got a fat bike, if you got a gravel bike, uh-huh. like they're not going to come out with new gravel or fat bikes next year. Like those bikes are pretty much where they are and where they need to be. And you could do something to them and keep them for five or 10 years with a cool right. paint job versus full suspensions. They're constantly upgrading stuff. New this, new that, new. Yeah, they'll, they'll move up a, a bolt like two millimeters and all of a sudden the thing makes your freaking head explode when you ride because you're like, oh my God, exactly. it's so good. You know, yeah. like. So, so yeah, like fat bikes and that kind of stuff or your, your daily commuter, that kind of stuff is where a lot of people are or wanting to get them painted because uh-huh. like I said, they're, they're going to keep that bike for a long time. Like, cause yeah, I, I've yeah. got a, I've got a Kona, Wozo, Wazo, whatever fat bike. That's my uh-huh. favorite bike by far. I put 10 to one miles on that to anything else I own. And they're uh-huh. never going to make that any better. No one's going to make a better fat bike than that. So yeah, I'm going yeah. to paint that thing over and over and over again. And that's, <laughs> kind of where people are a lot of times i think you know and you got to be you can't be like dude with one bike just got into it that's that's not where he's at i'm talking like the guy with five other bikes but this is his favorite one and he's just going to keep this one around you know that's the yeah. one that they're having painted a lot of times yeah no i hear you i, I um definitely on the road bike the gravel bike I, I can hear i can see it there um you work with uh richard from stickered too he, he helps do decals for you to match up some stuff yeah. right so like, yeah, i feel we, like if you're, the, if you're the one bike guy like and you want it to be a little different or you you're the, the maybe, maybe you have two or three bikes but you don't want to spend a lot of money like then yeah that's the way to go but mm-hmm. yeah in, per, in perspective when you have a build that's an eight thousand dollar build to spend another you know thousand dollars to get something that's just totally personalized i mean i I think that's uh it's a personal preference thing but to me i I feel like the workmanship that it takes to do something like that i mean uh, look at the bikes that are on your instagram dude there's some pretty freaking (laughs) sick sick paint jobs on there like i'm like how the hell did he even do that i don't even know you know like honestly i look back i'm like how the hell did i do that (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, you have one where it's like a, it, an american flag kind of in the background and like speckle and this and like that part's one color yeah it's just it, it's really amazing to me it's definitely like not in my skill set i can't even fucking rattle can a, a piece of cardboard dude mm-hmm. without like yeah. somehow dripping paint and it's laying flat i'm like how do i get run marks when it's laying flat i don't even know yeah <laughs> like, how gravity so, even works Right. <laughs> well, honestly, uh, it's. I think some people think different ways. I I have the ability to like physically walk myself through every paint job. Like when somebody gives me an idea, uh, you know, I can I can mentally walk through it. And then too, you know, somebody will come up with something, and I either talk them off of it or change their mind. And I'm I'm decent enough with Photoshop to like put an idea on onto a bike you know what i mean to kind of show them what i'm talking about or what they're talking about so uh-huh. we go that way with it a lot and sometimes people are like here's a frame go nuts you know what i mean i'm like ooh, that's scary i i don't know if you want me to do that 
But because you have uh, no idea like what they're into. I mean, yeah, stuff. my nuts might be different than your nuts, that's for sure. Right. But, Next thing you know, you got a bunch of little penises all over your brain. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, let's talk about uh Stickard for a second. Old Richard came out with his buddy Jason. Um they came from out Cali. Yeah, yeah. From Cali to buy a bike rack because uh Velosa No, I'm saying Jason rack. Jason works for Cali, Cali Protectives. Right. Yeah, yeah from yeah. Cali. In yeah, yeah. Cali. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cal he works for Cali with a K, lives in Cali with a C. Right. Um right. <laughs> So they drove out to buy a Velocirax, uh, which is in Utah, which I yeah. work with a lot, which are cool guys. Um, yeah, I just met them like a week ago at a, a local event. So probably going to have them on the podcast here. So I'm going to get us off topic, though. You shine the shiny ball at me for a second. So. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, they're nice guys, just normal dudes, just like hit yeah. a goddamn jackpot in bike racks. Right. You know I mean, so anyway. He comes out and uh, we, I tried talking. He's, he's coming clear from California and he's like, Hey, where are we going to ride? And I was like, Moab, where, what the hell else are you going to do if you come to Utah? They kind of waffled on me. They're like, Well, that's another hour and a half out of bubble. I'm like, You're in Utah in May. That's what you do. There's nothing right. open in Salt Lake. Like the, the resorts aren't open yet because we just got done snowing like a week ago, you know? And, uh, so I'm like, so I finally kind of got him talking to that. So I set it all up and we did uh, the whole enchilada for the, everyone out there listening, but we did three fifths of an enchilada, which is uh <laughs> cocoa down. Right. Uh -huh. So we did because uh, hazard and burrow aren't open yet again, because we it just stopped snowing a week ago. And so we, we went and did that and you should see like, People will stop us for my bike. And they're like, oh, Technar, yeah, I smell a black fog. And I'm like, this is Sticker. They're called Sticker. No way. That's you. I and, uh, <laughs> uh, but the penis is all over the bike. We ran into one dude with literally that he had done that for. Uh, yeah. So he had little wieners all over his bike. So, you know, full yeah, circle actually, that story. I, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, there's there's uh, decals that he did. It's pretty funny. <laughs> He's he's talented, dude. Because he drew up. Well, I did this, but he drew he drew up that for people listening. It's just a cool cartoon version of my face on a t-shirt. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. But uh, yeah, he uh, he 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 he's definitely he's he's got a great sense of humor and and he artistically definitely uh, really really good at what he does. That's for sure. I like Richard. He's a good well, dude. Well, and so he's he's the guy that's kind of pushing me the most on this stuff because uh, he's he's helped me out a lot because people will want something specific and he's like, well, I can't really do that, and he could send it to anyone in the world. For some reason, he's chosen to send it to me, which I am eternally grateful for. So he's he's really helping me with uh, with getting my name out there and everything, and the eventual move towards um full time you know what i mean yeah. uh bike painting so that was cool to meet him um so you feel like you're gonna do that you're gonna pull the trigger quit the day job uh, i'm i'm feeling it pretty pretty strong if my boss is listening sorry man <laughs> no, no, nothing <laughs> personal i i highly doubt it though but uh but 
because the thing is, it's like I I own the shop. I have zero overhead, right? right? So it's like it's it's the easiest slam dunk thing in the world. It's just that I've got a wife and kids, and it's does a little your, does risky. Your wife work? Yeah, she does actually. So so you, so you get she, benefit she, from her. Yeah, she's got the insurance because she works for the state. So oh, we go. actually only use her insurance because yeah. mine, I have the option to like opt out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, sure. it's X amount of money. And so we all opt right. out of my goal anyway. So it's like, yeah, like all the little boxes and all the ducks are lined up in a row for me to do that. I just need to do it. But it's scary, you know? Yeah, it's totally So scary. everyone out there, send me some bikes, you know? that's Right. Because if I were busy, then all that scariness would just disappear, you know? Right. So, I mean, have you been pretty busy? Like, how long have you been doing like the painting the bikes? Like, you said that you got for, yeah, about six years now, I bet. Mm -hmm. And, but the thing is, is last summer is when I've been busy. But see, I've never advertised. You know what I mean? I just post on Instagram. That's all I do with it, pretty much, right. which is not nothing. I mean, that's, Instagram's yeah. really cool for that, you know. Right. There's definitely plenty of people there look looking. <laughs> right. And so so I've been just baseline for four, three or four years now, where it's like I've got my day job and then I've got this extra thing and it's just fine. But it's starting to get to where like one or the other has got to go because right. my kids are starting to call me Dustin. Like, yeah. you know, like because. <laughs> I, I work eight hours or something and then I work for another three hours at the shop. And so it's one of those things has got to quit. It's got to, yeah. and, and so I would much rather quit my day job than quit painting bikes, you know? So, yeah. Uh, but that's, you know, that's where the, you know, teaming up and stuff. Cause I teamed up with Velociraptor. or they're one of their like kind of best writers is uh, Christian pepper. I've teamed up uh -huh. with him a bunch of times and Richard, and then another thing that we're kind of working with uh, that you and I were going to talk about uh, is Wolf and with another couple uh, uh, possible companies to do a giveaway. You know, uh, somebody will procure a bike, I will paint it, and then we will uh, give it away and everything. And so somebody's going to end up with a cool bike and we'll end up with a lot of uh, press, hopefully. And, yeah, and that for those of you, you're I don't know if it was the same for everybody else, but on my end, it kind of cut out a little bit when you said that. So you were talking about the Lone Wolf. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with them, they um they do basically like a, I guess a lot of reviews and stuff like that on things. And uh so they're they're gonna be putting together this this giveaway. And my understanding is they're somebody's coming up with a bike. I don't know what kind of bike it is at this point, but it's gonna be a bike. And um, the, it's the best kind of bike, you know, the free kind. And then, uh, so you're gonna do like a whatever they want kind of custom paint job, or where 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 is the? Yeah, we'll, so I'm, how does that I'm sure we'll work? go nuts with it. How does that process work? Like, how do you go through that? Somebody just they they call you up, they tell you like I'm thinking about this, and then you design it on Photoshop and show them. You guys go back and forth, or how how does that work out? I'm sure that's how it'll go. Uh, and they, they might tell me to come up with something and then we might just go back and forth a couple times. Because uh, mm -hmm. I've kind of got a theme going right now with, with the 80s colors and all that kind of stuff. Uh, 
So maybe maybe they'll want to ride with that, or maybe we'll go back to the seventies and do some uh red, orange, and greens or something. I don't know. We'll we'll have to find out. But it, it'll be cool either way, you know. But I mean, uh, how does it work with the customer? Like, so it's not the person on the giveaway. Like, how do they? How does that process go? They're just like, hey man, um, what's your address? I'm gonna send you the bike. Uh, or like, how, how, how do you how do you normally go through that like creative process with somebody? Well, uh, a lot of times it's kind of like holding hands and walking through because they're like, I don't know, I just I want something cool, but I don't know what to do, you know. And so it, there's there's paint companies, and I'll I'll just uh, I'll send them a link to a paint website, you know, and be like go in there and find a cool color because. You know all that color changey stuff that's out there right now like it's yeah. pink from this direction, it's green from this yeah i'll send them to those kind of websites and have them pick out a color and and then we'll talk about that kind of stuff uh so we we could either go that way or sometimes they come to me with it already drawn up like either hand drawn on a napkin or actually photoshopped up which is great if they know exactly what they want that's fantastic uh -huh. or i've I've got a bike at the shop right now uh, for a dude from California that just does a whole bunch of uh, just group rides out there. And he goes, I just want my bike to be the flashiest bike out there. He's like, okay, number one, we're going to do super sparkly. You know what I mean? So right. we did that holographic sparkle that's kind of got like a uh, like a rainbow color scheme to it. But it it the effect is kind of harsh, so it kind of looks holographic. It looks like it's glowing almost it's really pretty paint oh and wow right it, it was a, a cannondale so we kept that kind of cannondale green for the logos so mm -hmm. there it's it's an awesome bike but i did this this green that kind of glows in the sun because mm -hmm. I, I don't know how much you know about paint or not or whatever but uh pearl is a term in paint for like a really really like microscopically fine um uh, flake right or sparkle but it's so small that it like well picture picture a car that you've seen that's like it, it'll be white and then but in the sun it glows yellow or orange or something like that yeah you know? yeah and that uh so it's like it's got this one color but with the sun it's got this whole other color that's usually a pearl and mm -hmm. so you can do stuff with that or we can just do flat colors like I have a lot of people, honestly, a scary amount of people who just want black on black. Like they want matte black with with gloss black logos. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so that's a thing, you know. There's people just sometimes I walk them through. Sometimes they know exactly what they want, you know. So it's mm -hmm. kind of all across the board, you know. So if you guys are kind of collaborating, then sometimes you'll you'll build a like take their bike and do something on Photoshop and then they can kind of see it from there. And you got, how many times do you usually end up going back and forth? Is it usually pretty quick or I don't know. How's that? It It's usually pretty quick, but again, yeah. it's, it can be all over the place. I'll tell you what, the one, the one thing, and if anybody else out there is listening, that's a painter, I'm sure they will like, they're nodding their heads furiously when I talk about this, but matching paint because Sometimes people will want like their their stem. They just want their stem painted the same red as whatever else they've got. And mm -hmm. like if you don't send me a physical piece of that bike, if you just send me pictures, 
Like yeah, number you're one, you you might be taking that picture in the shade or in the dark yeah. or in the sunlight, and you know, and you might have some kind of weird ass setup on your phone to where you've got your white balances all off. And if anybody yeah. knows anything about photography or videography, like trying to get the same color across all cameras and uh, cell phones and uh, yeah, laptops, YouTube, it's ridiculous. So, like. I deal with this one company uh, that I they're they're an actual manufacturer, but they'll they'll come up with some like, like some very specific colors that they want, but they're just picking them off like a, a color wheel. You know what I mean? So right. it's like a, a media guy saying, "Ooh, these two colors look together," and they'll tell me like it's Pantone such and such and such. I'm like Pantone doesn't exist in paint. Like right. Like paint is literally. It's not like adding red and blue and getting purple it's like there are there could be 15 different blues to get that one purple that you want and and i don't necessarily know that so honestly uh the the thing about paint is a lot of times like cars if you want to match a car there's a specific paint code for that for that color mm -hmm. but outside of that i'm gonna have to like pretty much just free pour until i get a color for you you know what i mean yeah and there, there aren't infinite paints there are not infinite shades of red in paint. You know what I mean? So, so that's kind of the hard part is when somebody does draw it online and says they want Pantone whatever, I can't necessarily make that. That might not exist in real life, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, not only that too, like um, I do IT, that's my day job. And you can have different colors from different monitors as well exactly. like so Your like on monitors their monitor, right next to each other will be dead. yeah yeah and so on their monitor this red might look like sick as hell red and on your monitor it looks like baby puke red and you're like you know what i mean so you're like oh okay they want baby puke you know and then they're not going to be happy <laughs> exactly when they see it in it, person exactly yeah that's, well, that's tough yeah well like neons there's there's certain paints that like fade like neons like people are asking a lot for neons right now and yeah. there's this neon pink out there it looks really cool but literally it will last six months before it turns oh, wow. into like mauve brown like it <laughs> turns into this crappy just tan color uh -huh. and it might last longer if you like keep it in the dark when you're not writing it and all that kind of stuff but <laughs> like but that's hard to explain to people because I, I, again, the, the company that I mentioned beforehand, they've got this rider that wanted a hot pink bike and she shows me a picture of this bike. And I'm like, and then I go through all the warnings, like it will blah, blah, blah. And I paint it and it's completely different than the picture. And I'm like, listen, in two weeks, it will be the color that you want because it will fade through, down to the color you want and then past it over the next six months you know what i mean so i was like and she's like well i just can't find that color anymore and i'm like exactly you can't find it because no one will do it because they got so many warranty deals on it because yeah, yeah. uh it was a Qu quinaroo or kinaroo or whatever that uh i think it's australian uh triathlon bike Qu yeah. Quinaroo, whatever i don't know but yeah. they were doing these hot pink bikes there for a second and stopped discontinued them which is why this lady can't find one now but that's right. why they stopped is because that 
they were getting them sent back even and if you don't like say you send it to the bike shop and they don't sell it in the first six months you're going to get back like a, a mauve tan bike to repaint after a while you know what i mean so yeah, yeah. it's it's a mess trying to talk people off of those kind of ideas you know yeah somebody was asking what your thoughts on were on paint versus powder coating for well, frame. you're talking to the right guy because I also powder coat. Oh, right on. But uh, um, you powder can only powder coat a lot cheaper, yeah. though, right? Yes, and uh, you can only powder coat uh, metal, though, right? Yeah. Because you have to melt powder coat at 400 degrees, right? Which takes out carbon fiber. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah I, I probably kind of say, a couple of my, my other bikes that I had back in the past. And um, mm -hmm. I will say it this. I'll, I'll say this. If you don't go to a place that knows how to powder coat a bike, especially a full suspension bike there, you know, I had one place that did a shitty job that I had to like sand a lot of parts down to get them to fit again. And then I had another place that did really well with like taping everything off that way. Like when I put my frame back together, it, it actually fit, you know, but I will say that yeah, with the powder thing. coating on, I, I powder coated at least three or four different bikes. Um, it seems like they would like be more susceptible to accepting the stain of mud than a painted bike. You mean and like not being able to wash it off, like staining it? Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah. Cause we have like this yeah. red clay out here. And I had like a neon, I did it like a neon tennis ball neon on, on my, one of mine. And that thing, dude, it's it, like, it stained pretty quickly. I had a white one Guess too. What? And that one also it was that goddamn neon pigment. That neon pigment yeah. will, cannot last. Yeah. You know, so, so powder coat, right? The thing with powder coat is you, you, you've got to have a good, you've got to sandblast it because powder coat, just like the scratches I talked about with paint, with powder coat, you need it even rougher. So you've got to have a tooth on that particular item for that yeah. powder coat to melt into. And yeah. it, it can look very nice. And you could do some cool stuff with powder coat. And there are cool colors in powder coat. But it is it is much more limited. Because I can't mix, like, a little bit of white into this blue to lighten it up. Like, it's whatever it is. Yeah, it's the way coat. it comes. Right. And uh, so that's the thing with powder coat. They're hard to do more than one color. Like, again, a, a fade of powder is fine. But if you try to do, like, logos in powder coat, like, it's it's very technical. Because I got to get it up to, like, 180 degrees for five minutes to, like, solidify. And then and if I go too long, it gets too hard. But then I, I go and I mask off my thing and I paint that or uh, powder coat that. And then put it in for the full uh, 400 degrees. And if I did it too long, they won't bond perfectly, you know, and it'll be. So there are there are technical difficulties with powder coat. Um, but I'd like to show you one thing right here. Uh, those of you listening, I'm showing you a, a pocket knife that is brightly colored. That right there yeah. is Cerakote. Okay. So, yeah, what's Cerakote? Cerakote is a nice mix between the powder and the paint world in that uh, you can you can put it on anything pretty much. It does have to cook 
but you can cook it, it down to like 130 degrees. So let's mm -hmm. say you do do it on a carbon fiber bike. You can put it in, do whatever you're going to do, and then put it in the oven at, at 130 for four hours versus, you know, something metal like this. I can do it 180 for two hours. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. So now the downside to this is it is the colors are whatever they are. There's no mixing of colors. And, uh, <clears throat> but other than that, it, this stuff is so thin. A lot of times, if, if you see anything custom on a handgun or a rifle of any sort of the mm -hmm. stock or the barrel, it's Cerakote because mm -hmm. it's so thin that a lot of times you don't even have to mask anything off. Like the problem you're talking about where you had to sand down some of your parts with yeah. Cerakote, you won't have that problem. It is microscopically, microscopically thin. And oh, wow. so even on threads, like if, if it's not like a super fine thread, you can just go right over the threads. It'll still thread on just fine. It's, it's that. Oh, nice. wow. It's that thin. Wow. Does yeah, it come off thin. then easily? Like it flake or like it's very crack? hard. It's very huh. hard. It's, it's got like the, the impact resistance of the powder coat with the ease of application of paint. You know what I mean? And uh -huh. so, but they meet in the middle and that you have to cook them. And so, mm -hmm. so where I, where this, where I came into this world is, uh, so let's say you paint a bike and the, the colors of the bike are called base paint, right? Or base coats. Mm -hmm. And they take like 10 or 15 minutes before you can touch them. You know what I mean? They're wet right. to dry in 10 or 15 minutes. But the way that you finish off a paint job, because they, they end up, they don't look that good. And they're kind of a matte color. They're kind of blah, you know, but you, you clear over the top of them. Okay. And clear is where you're spending a lot of money because the base paints or whatever, but mm -hmm. the clear, you can go, there is a gamut of clears out there in the world from, from cheap to expensive. And believe me, you want it, you want the expensive. Mm -hmm. um, but clear takes 24 hours. And there's not a goddamn thing you can do about it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Except if you buy an oven, because you can, if you can get it up to 120 to 140 degrees, mm -hmm. it'll cut that time down to like two or three hours. And so that's where that completely changed my world. Because what what would happen is because so I've got this shop, and the paint booth is inside a shop, so it's like a building inside of a building. Right. So it's inherently it's a little bit cooler. You know what I mean? Right. In the middle of the summer, it's a little cooler, which is nice. But uh, so it it's it's hard for me to maintain seventy degrees is where you want to paint at, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I bought this oven because what I would have to do was like run like paint these bikes and then like walk them down to my house and put them in a bedroom to to dry. Because if you're not at 70 degrees, they'll never dry. They'll just sit there and just stay wet until you get up to 70 degrees for four hours. Anyway, wow, I really? bought this oven, which which all nice, uh, really nice automotive uh, paint shops have. They like their paint booth will also heat up. So mm -hmm. if you can get your paint up to 140 degrees, you can get it done in two hours, which means. I can get an entire paint job done in a day now where it used to take me at least two days and I, mm -hmm. I can get it done in like five or six hours, honestly, because mm -hmm. if it's an easy enough thing, like one color with logos, like I can turn around. How, in a how day big is an day. oven? I don't, I mean, like when you say oven, I think about what I put a pizza in, you know what I mean? Like, well, you could, you could do things like this in an oven like that. Right. 
but so like the, uh, the knives for the people that are listening. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, my right. my oven is approximately the size of a fridge, right? So I oh, could okay. put four or five bike frames in there. Now, uh -huh. once you have an oven, that's ninety nine percent of the powder coat problem because you got to get up to four hundred degrees to powder coat, right? Uh -huh. So. So I got the oven for the painting anyway, but then since I had the oven, I was like, well, hell, I'll just start powder coating too because you're already there. Right, and, right. And so so that's where the powder coat and Cerakote came from. Uh, right on. And so the oven, the oven is a deal a deal maker for sure uh, on all that kind of stuff. What's an and oven called? It's not cheap because yeah. honestly, like they don't – who else has – uh six by six by six like metal box you know what i mean so right. i had to buy it a, a guy made it up and then it's it's pretty much wired just like an oven i've got a control thing and with uh temp sensors and that kind of stuff but it's just uh -huh. a big metal box with oven elements in it you know what i mean oh, wow. there's so three like elements and i can make like somebody makes that like one off makes it it's not like you go to like the the paint oven store and you can pick one up Right. Well, and there's, but there's that a whole other world. You know what I mean? Because there are industrial powder coaters that have ovens that are like the size of a whole shop. You know what I mean? And yeah, like yeah. The places that I took my bike, like if I wanted to get just uh, like my frame done some funky color, like they would charge me more because their oven was like the size of a single car garage or something like that. And they'd be like, well, that's the only color. I guess that's the only color you could have in there at the time or something like that. Yeah. At least that's what they would tell get, me. Yeah. So then they and were saying like, hey, if you want black or white, like we're doing all these fucking roof or like racks for people's trucks or, you know, bumpers or whatever. Like, yeah, we could put it in there with that and it'll cost you like half as much. But if you want yeah, tennis ball green, guess what, dude? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so the oven and, and then, you know, uh, power is involved with it, you know, because you could, to run an oven, you got to have some pretty good power. And so you're see, because a lot of people like kind of paint out of their garage. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, like dust, dust is like the enemy of a paint job, right? Because those right, little right. dust nibs that just land just right where right where you're looking all the time they don't land yeah. like on the bottom side of the bottom bracket they land like right on the top tube of course yeah you know yeah. So anybody that's that where... put a screen, screen protector on an iphone or a cell phone exactly. totally knows what that you're talking goddamn about dust that goddamn one piece dust. of dust you're like son of a bitch <laughs> and, and tell me iphone protector people how long did you sit there and you cleaned it off and you like had all your windows closed and everything and the dogs locked up and you do all those things and you squeegee it and you put it down perfect and there's a goddamn piece of dust in there. Yeah, right. And then it's ruined. You can't get it out. You know what I mean? So, right. so that's the same with paint too. Uh, so, but then that's where you kind of separate from the mediocre paint jobs to the nicer paint jobs is with a with an actual paint space. Like I bought a self like a hermetically sealed paint booth with a uh, air system in it that blows the air through and like sucks in clean air. There's filters yeah, yeah. all over the place. And if you come within 20 feet of my paint up and I'm like, I'm like, get the hell out of here. Like telling the kids to get the hell out of here, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so, so yeah, the paint booth is, a, is really nice too, for sure.
Yeah, right on, man. What um, then, with, somebody asked the, in the comments, do you do you ever do anything custom like like paint guitars or anything like that, or like, will we paint anything? Yeah. Or yeah, you're down, huh? I wouldn't really be interested in a car, really. Like I don't. No, I said like oh, I see but, a, yeah. but a a guitar. I've got a buddy that's super into guitars, and we've been going back and forth with you know. Yeah. Uh, that would be super easy to do. We could do that. Yeah, easy. yeah. Now I don't. Be, not being from that world, you'd probably have to like say, "Do not paint this part because it'll mess something up." You know what I mean? But yeah, if we were clear with the communications, that wouldn't be a problem at all. That'd be sweet. Right, In right. fact, probably even better than a bike because it's just this nice flat object. Yeah. Versus yeah. bikes that are tubes going all over the place. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like I brought a, a helmet, one of the custom helmets. People listening, just. Close your eyes and picture the coolest helmet you've ever seen. That's what I'm right. <laughs> But uh, that, is, that is super rad. So it's like the base of the helmet is one color with some designs on it. And then the visor and a piece of the back is like a yellow with a cheetah print in it. And that, yeah, that's, exactly. that's, that's, that's super rad. But I mean, you see how much does something the, like that cost? Like if somebody want to paint their helmet to match their bike or whatever. Uh, out of this particular thing, it'd probably be five or 600 bucks. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Because, because uh, you see all these, every one of these little things, that's like half an hour out of my life. You know what I mean? Yeah, so he's pointing out all off. the vents, all the vents of the helmet, yeah. like every little vent hole, and making yeah. sure the inside doesn't get just destroyed with paint. You know what I mean? And so it's uh, helmets are very hard to price, honestly, because because they're so small. People are like, what's that? Fifty hundred bucks? Like, no, it's probably should charge as much as a bike because it takes just as long you know oh wow that's crazy it's crazy to think about do you yeah, prefer so, painting like carbon versus aluminum versus steel like is one like easier or does it matter probably carbon i think i would prefer carbon and uh especially if it's a brand new bike like uh like i've i've got a, a couple contracts with bike companies that they will like uh open I'm on Open's paint list. Uh, Ventum bikes, they do kind of triathlon type bikes. Mm -hmm. I paint for them. Uh, there's a couple bikes out there. And one, while we're talking about it, you know, a lot of people uh, freak out because they think, you know, doing anything will void their warranty. Mm -hmm. um, I am on specialized uh, preferred painters list, so I will not void a specialized warranty. Um, Santa Cruz. They're, they don't really have a list per se, but what, what they say is if you won't void the warranty if you do it right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, <laughs> they, and I will do it right, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah. So, right. And then uh, Yeti, I'm not exactly on their list, but I've done a bunch of stuff for them. So they at least know me. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. But I don't want to say that I'm like I wouldn't void their warranty or anything like that. But I think right. if everyone was like upfront about it, I don't I don't think we'd have problems with that. So I mean that that's a big deal for people worried worried about that kind of stuff. But yeah, that makes back sense. To your, I mean, you don't want to take a a couple thousand dollar frame and be like, oh, now I can't you know get a warranty yeah, exactly. on it. That that would suck. But the the deal with metal versus carbon fiber, um, with metal. Paint doesn't like to stick to metal, right? So you got to mm -hmm. primer it. Uh, and, and there's, you can, uh, so there, and there's like with steel, steel has got its own particular little quirks with with primers. 
versus mm-hmm. aluminum versus like titanium. Titanium's awesome. I like working with titanium. And uh, then that's when we get back into Cerakote, like metal frames. Like you could do some cool stuff with Cerakote on metal frames because there's no, you don't have to uh, primer them at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can just go straight to color. So it's, mm-hmm. uh, I've dealt with a couple because that's one of those little uh, niche things that's going on in the world is all these hand-built frames that guys yeah. are doing. There's yeah, yeah. Two, or, two or three guys in Salt Lake that are hand-built frames. I mean, they're like, because you can buy a bike in a box. That's what literally what they call it. And it'll be uh, like Columbus tubing or those mm-hmm. old, old school Columbus bikes. And it'll have everything in it in a box about the size of like a shoebox down there. And, mm-hmm. but you got to know how to brace it and you got to get your, you got to have a jig so that all your angles are just right, you know, with your head mm-hmm. tube and your bottom bracket and all that kind of stuff. And there's guys, there's guys that old school braze it like with a torch and like brazing rod. And there's guys that weld them. There's with titanium, you have to TIG weld, which is, you know, you've got your, your, rod and your heat source and everything but you gotta completely gas out like with argon you gotta keep your your temperature yeah that's like, the thing with, with titanium they have to like pump yeah. the frame full of like a certain gas or something like that in order to yeah. make it like work right or whatever yeah, yeah. that's crazy that's i would love to do that honestly because uh um i went to school i i should be a banker like i went to school for finance and economics <laughs> But yeah. like in retrospect, I'm like, God, I should have gone to like welding. You know what I mean? Because yeah. welders are never out of a job, you know, but bankers, bankers could lose their job whenever. But right. And yeah, welders kind of probably make more money, really, if you're good at it. But I, I kind of wish I had that skill because those TIG welders, the way those guys do it, I mean, it's so intricate and you got to have your power and your heat and everything just, just right. And you got to pump in argon, like you were saying, uh, to, because, oxygen does something to it i don't know what exactly but um it's yeah, it's all fascinating stuff yeah there's there's some money to be made there for sure like i don't know like nowadays it seems like it's kind of like the the blue collar type of jobs are like looked down on a little bit or something like that you know you know what i'm saying like they like people yeah. like have some kind of like if you're not in a suit you're like kind of doing it wrong kind of percept perception but I mean, I got a buddy that like does drywall and makes like $200,000 a year. You know what I mean? I'm like, dude, uh, that's pretty fucking good money, man. <laughs> you know, yeah. slinging around yeah, some drywall. Is. You know, what is dirty hands, clean money, whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, well, and that's the thing. But on the flip side of what you said about looking down on, I'm like, I think a lot of those like cubicle dwelling type people, they don't want to be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and they see something hand built and custom painted yeah, and, and whatever, like it's, it's a one of a kind, you know what I mean? Like you go, you go to the, you go and you get the specific hand built uh, gravel grinder you want. And then you come to me and we do the exact colors that you want. I mean, that's mm-hmm. people are paying good money for that. And I, I think it's worth it because you, if you get a hand-built bike, you're never going to sell that bike. You're going to yeah, keep yeah. that bike forever. You know right. what I mean? 
So, because right. it's made specifically for you, and I think you know that going into it, and therefore, and especially with steel, you can't leave steel out because it'll rust. Like, like right. literally, the second they get done brazing or welding that together, they got to get it painted as soon as possible because it'll just start rusting immediately. You know. Yeah. So, so steel's cool for that, uh, and and that's that's a large part of my business is that kind of stuff. Those one-off bikes. Mm-hmm. You know? Right which, on, are, which is cool. So you said you've been doing this for about six years. Like how quickly did it ramp up to like, was it just kind of like a pretty cool side gig? Like you did like one bike a week or something like that or like, and then just this COVID hit and, and you're like, Oh shit. Now I'm, now I'm like way too busy or like, did it just slowly <laughs> progress to getting more and more busy? How, how, how did that work out? Well, like I said, I kind of already had, you know, on Instagram, I had five or 6,000 followers already just from the video stuff down. Oh, uh, I see. And so just a natural continuance of that with the bikes, like they, everyone was art, like my, everyone that follows me is already into bikes. Right. Right. Then I started painting bikes and then it was just, like I said, if, if I would have just started out just with one follower and Hey, look at my bike. I don't know where the hell I'd be. It was just like pure accidental happenstance that <laughs> that I just painted my own three bikes and yeah. immediately somebody wanted to pay me to paint their bike. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, and like we kind of talked about, like I've always been worried about going off on my own because something bad could happen. The, the world could turn south, but the world did turn south and I've never been busier. So now it's like, there's like, and bikes are are just going up like people are getting into them. They're, it's becoming a thing like everyone's always yeah. kind of just had bikes but now they're a thing like putting yeah. serious money into a bike is in and, and i live in utah and i will talk to richard from sticker about this but uh like up there in um, the utah valley like up in the kind of the more populated parts of utah mm-hmm. you look across there there's nothing but new houses as far as the eye can see, you know what I yeah. mean? And these are all, I mean, this is a lot of money for us, but half a million to a million dollar houses out there. Mm-hmm. And like, I think every one of those people need a custom painted bike and I want to be the yeah. guy that does it. And right. so I don't think I, I don't, and I'm just one guy, right? I'm not like having to keep six employees busy or anything like that. So I, I really think I can, I could, I could do it. You know what I mean? But I gotta, I gotta advertise, which I haven't done yet. And so that's, uh-huh. that's the thing is like, I haven't advertised specifically because I didn't want to get overwhelmed, but now uh-huh. it's like one thing's got to give and I'm, I'm going to go with the mount with the painting. And so yeah. now I'm going to kind of turn it on. So now I got t-shirts. I'll buy a t-shirt. I think it's a cool t-shirt. Look at this shirt. Yeah, no, for sure. No, that's pretty rad. And yeah. then you and have all, all your gear. Yeah, all your gear is matching. I have a set of these hand up gloves here. Hell yeah, match, you do match your bike. <laughs> these are super rad. How did how how did you uh, end up doing that that collaboration with Hand Up? Well, I was uh, I was one of their ambassadors, but oh, right I on. told them because again because I was already in the bike world, right? Um, and I told them it's like, hey, let's go because. As everyone knows, like I had this Yeti on order for probably nine months before it actually got completely built. Mm-hmm. So 
I already knew what I was going to do with it. I knew everything. And I got all the parts way before I got the frame. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I Cerakoted the the stem. I Cerakoted everything on that bike. Like, there's there's not one part of that bike that has not been customized in some way. And I reached out to Hand Up and told him what we were going to do. And I already had the, the vector already drawn up for him. So, it was a slam dunk for them. And so right. we just made a little deal on that because they, they team up with people all the time. So that, that they're cool that way. But yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, it just, and then everything just came together about last November, middle of last November, where I finally got the bike done. The gloves were ready to go. And so like, we just dropped everything all at the same time. And it was, it was a home run for everybody. I think because the gloves sold out. Like, that was yeah, when I saw them right like, away, I was like, oh, those are super cool, man. I'm getting a set of those. Well, I think I'm, I, I might have yeah. even seen the gloves before I seen saw the bike. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. And so, I mean, I, that was my worst fear. I was like, they were only going to sell three pair of them to me, and then, like, they just <laughs> yeah, have all right. these. But they, they said they sold out, so that's good. I mean, maybe they only had 10 made. I don't know. Right. <laughs> well, I got one on, uh, so. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But I saw so it, it, your, your Yeti behind you that I want to say like the Eagle is yellow, the Eagle cog on the cassette, but like yeah. not the whole cassette. How did, did you have right. to take the cassette apart to do that or? I masked it off uh, and that's Cerakote. You know what I okay. mean? So, so does uh, that stuff like spray on or is it like a powder and you yeah. just like, yeah, to what? Yeah, it's, it's. Uh, it's spray on. You spray on okay. with a with an actual paint gun, and uh -huh. but then then you got to cook it right. But uh, so that's why it's like a mixture of the powder coat and the paint because uh -huh. you spray it on like paint, but it's hard like powder coat, and you got to cook yeah. it like powder coat. But it's because it, powder coat. I don't know if you know, like you've got to have like a positive and negative charge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought they did that magnetic. Powder coat. Yeah. It's kind of a pain in the ass. And it's literally powder. It's like you. It's like just put some baby powder in your hand and blow it. That's what powder coat looks like when it comes out of the gun. It's just like a, a mist, like a fog of powder of color. Uh -huh. And that's why you got to have the positive and negative charges, so that it'll actually stick. Because otherwise, it'd just go right around your product into the into the fan and just gone into the ether, you know. But yeah, the, the charge is what sticks it. But then that's what's funny about you, you want to get into powder coat talk like on a flat surface again it's super easy because it's just there but you get anything that's enclosed and those two goddamn things like they because of the electrical charge they like fight each other and so your your powder's going through there and like it'll like it'll push from one to the other and then out the other side and there'll be like bald spots in the inside of this stuff it's weird it's weird stuff like you gotta like there's a lot of what's well, like just like anything like if you scratch the surface there's a whole world of knowledge underneath right code. right just like there's a whole world of knowledge underneath welding underneath painting yeah. underneath it like i don't know anything about your world like i'm sure there's yeah, yeah. like entire lifetimes to learn like what you right. deal with you know what i mean so yeah totally yeah so it's, it's all uh, it's depending on how, how much you want to get into something, you can pretty much devote your life to it, you know? So talk to me about the clear coat that you put on a bike. Like, is there like different ones that you can use? Like, do you do something that's better than probably what's coming from the the factory or like, 
do you like like what what's up is there one clear coat or is there like different kinds like different grades there's yeah there's a million uh something you'd i mean picture mako paint jobs you know what i mean they probably do like one coat of like super cheap clear because mm -hmm. the clear is what makes the paint look good because like i said before paint by itself is just this blah like kind of a matte finish it looks horrible and if you have any kind of flake on it any kind of sparkle in it or pearl it doesn't look like anything until you clear it like the clear is what makes everything look good mm -hmm. and so but with clear you know picture like on on a cheaper bike and not cheaper like it's i don't want to make it sound like it's not good but on just like a factory bike you know how you can feel the logos like if you run your yeah. fingers over the top of it yeah, that's what they do is they do whatever they're doing with the colors and then they put like w maybe two coats of clear on and then out the door. Now mm -hmm. you come to a uh, kind of a nicer paint job like mine and I do those first two colors, first two coats of clear, uh, cook it. When I get it out, I can sand it down again and you can sand all those ridges out. Inherently, I'm sanding out dust nibs. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. even with my hermetically sealed paint booth I, right. I still get dust you know what i mean so uh -huh. you sand all those out and then i could put three or four or five or however many more coats of clear on that i want mm -hmm. and you know you know those old like it's like it seems like they're always on mercury's those old like really roundy type cars where it'll be black most of the time and then the sun will come in and it's like got a little bit of red it's like it's yeah yeah in the like the word to describe it is like a depth. It looks like the paint is like three feet deep. You know what I mean? Uh, -huh. uh that's that's clear. That's somebody has put in a bunch of time on the clear. And even after they put on their fifth or seventh coat of clear, then you do what's called a cut and buff. You get like two thousand grit sandpaper and you sand it all down, make sure because there's orange peel inherently in clear. That's where your orange peel comes from, which is you know that kind of just the texture of a paint job. Mm -hmm. But if you sand it down, you sand like you with, with flat sandpaper, just, you know, you picture it like it hits the tops of everything. So if you sand long enough, like it sands the tops of everything down to flat mm -hmm. and then you, you bump it up to where you're, you just got this mirror shine. And so that's, that's where a lot of the, you know, when you get a thousand dollar paint job on a bike, cause I, I do all that kind of stuff. Like, all my paint jobs have at least five coats of clear on them. I do them mm -hmm. once and then I sand off the edges in the dust nibs mm -hmm. and I do at least three more. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Just because uh, that's what makes them look the best, you know? Uh huh. And, and, and there's then different. Does that make it like, is there something like, is there different grades of that? Like, like you could get one that's yeah. going to take a rock strike better than the, the other one or. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. There's different grades. Cause Mercedes has one out that's called uh, Ceramic Clear, and it's supposedly a little bit harder. It won't take a wrong mm -hmm. chip. It's super expensive, though. It's like probably four times as expensive as the that I used. I used House of Color, which is what show car guys use. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. uh, it's got the nicest finish, because that's what I'm after. Now, what I do after that, though, to protect against the rock chips, especially on mountain bikes, right, is uh, I recommend the, the paint protection. 
And mm-hmm. I've, I've actually recently teamed up with Invisishield. Uh, with who? So if Invisishield, okay. they're just one of those. They've got the, you know, computer anime, like cut out things. Yeah, where, yeah. Like everything's perfectly matched to your bike, you know. Mm-hmm. So if if we paint your bike, if I paint your bike, like we can team up and I can get you like 10 bucks off one of their kits also. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we can go that way, but I, I highly recommend you protect your, your so do you put that stuff on the bike? Do you put the I, stuff on the bike for them or do you send it to somebody else or you let the, the customer do that? I usually don't. And just because, uh, you want to wait like three weeks after you clear to put that stuff on because even, even though I cook it in my oven or whatever, they're still like, it's called outgassing, like it still breathes for probably two to three weeks even after that. Mm-hmm. So you you want it to be able to do that before you cover it, right? So in this, so like this when you is get like your custom world. painted bike, you you should still wait a couple of weeks before you're out there riding it around. Well, that that's in a perfect world. You know what I mean? Like if, if you put it on a week after or the day after, you could do it, but it might like kind of fog up the plastic a little bit or something. Uh-huh. I don't know what it would do, honestly, but. And the plastic is permeable too, so I like I think everything would breathe through. But right. in a perfect world, if you're not in a hurry, yes, wait your two weeks and then put the stuff on. Yeah. And so therefore, I usually don't do it. And those those companies, most people that are doing it, like they don't know how to do it. So I mean, they've got like detailed instructions that give you all the parts, like little squeegees yeah. and that kind of stuff to do it. And it's very intricately cut out so it's like yeah. you know like this goes on your drive side seat stay yeah and it's got little arrows where everything should line up and stuff so it's i don't think i got the patience to put one of those on man i don't yeah i don't think i do I, I got i my bronson i have right now when i bought it it, it had that um that stuff on it i don't know what it was called fucking visa frame or whatever but I wanted to get decals done, you know, from Richard. So it was like, oh, I'm peeling all that shit off. And I was just looking at it all. I was like, there's no way I would put all this on. I, I just, I'd rather let my bike get all scratched up and deal with it. <laughs> well, and some of it is overkill. But, you know, on my bikes, I, I definitely put it on the down tube. You know what yeah. I mean? Because that gets beat to hell. Yeah. And the top tube, just because a lot of times you like, you get little rubby marks and that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, from yeah. your pants or your knee pads or whatever so yeah. those two spots for sure outside of that though one well, most most bikes come with some kind of big rubber thing for the chain stay on the drive yeah. track, drive side chain stay yeah and yeah then outside of that like a lot of times i just wrap like electrical tape around the stays you know what i mean yeah because i don't want them to get beat up but i don't really want like i want to be able to change it out quick too because even that clear stuff gets beat up too. Like it doesn't take hits too well. I mean, it protects yeah. your paint, but it, in the, but it gets beat up, you know? So yeah, 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 totally. I have a bunch of decals on my bike right now from Richard. That looks like a, um, not decals, but like frame protection. That's kind mm-hmm. of like a, looks like it's a smoke kind of color on it. And so it's on a clear decal. So it still shows the, the paint color through the bike. And I actually, you know, now we're talking about it. I have, I have it on the top tube and I do kind of like having that up there because there's too many times that you like, 
you're like sitting on your 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 top tube or something and you end up scratching it because you had something dumb in your pocket or you didn't realize it was your your butt was all muddy from from the downhill that you did you know and next thing you know you, yeah. you got the big scratch in the top tube so i i could see that definitely um i i see where you're coming from for sure there well and with those two things they're big nice and long and straight so you yeah those just, are triple you can go to like a, a clear broad type applicator and a lot of times they'll sell you there because there's always like leftovers of whatever job they're working on. So you can yeah. just get that stuff. It's the, if you want to go intricately around your chain stays and stuff, that's where the, the pre-cut stuff is, is really helpful. But uh, yeah. anyway, it's, it's all I'm trying to straighten out my hat. But I'm backwards here. <laughs> All the people uh, on the podcast don't care, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's it just depends, and I think that stuff's like, I think it's probably a hundred bucks, and and you don't have to do it, you know what I mean? But, uh, but again, some people are really into it. So, like I said, I reached out to a bunch of different ones, and Invisis Shield is the one that kind of came back and said that they'd give us a deal, and and they're yeah. just as good. Everyone's using the same stuff, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, I mean, there's only certain so many like kinds of like 3M plastic or whatever, you know, like it's just one yeah. guy and it's got, you know, whatever. So, so do you, um, yeah. how, how do you, how do you do all the, the custom like designs and stuff on there? Do you have like a, a machine that's cutting plastics for you to cut out your stencils or how, how does that work? Yeah, it's exactly how it works. Uh, it's usually I just use vinyl. And it's mm -hmm. just regular old like live laugh love vinyl like wall vinyl, but yeah, uh, and that that's what I've got is just it's kind of a consumer size just vinyl cutter because uh -huh. all I need the color doesn't matter I just I use orange like the ugliest orange just because then I can see my my stuff better you know what I mean mm -hmm. and I just. That's where this is where a little bit of difficulty comes in is getting the logos because specialized, for example, I'm on their list, their paint list. They still will not give me their logo files. Right. Like they are super locked down on that. And I guess maybe they deal with a lot of like people ripping off their bikes. I really don't know. It must be it. But yeah. so you have to go, you either have to create your own, like try to find a good enough file online to where you can. Uh, you know, stick it into uh, Adobe Illustrator and and outline it. And that's what I yeah. do most of the time. And then, because then you can kind of, because I can, I kind of know what it is. And then, uh, you know, even I've reached out to Richard a bunch of times because he's so fast at that kind of stuff. Yeah. And he has that's one some, of those things like with his business that, you know, people don't realize that it's not like, it's not like you just call up Santa Cruz and or specialize or whatever. And you're like, Hey man, hook me up with all your files. Like it yeah, doesn't exactly. work that way. So a lot of that shit, you have to like go measure those bikes or, you know, whatever you're going to do to like mask it off and scan it or whatever. And that stuff yeah. takes time. So it's it like, that's very time consuming. And especially when it's like, not your, like not your gig, you know what I mean? Like I, I, exactly. I, I dabble with that stuff and Man, it, it, sometimes it'd be like I could screw around with something for like three hours, and Richard could do it in like thirty seconds. You know, what I mean? it's like 
I'm on YouTube watching freaking videos. I'm like, what the hell, exactly. man? You know? <laughs> that's where I learned everything I know is on YouTube. Right. And that's exactly it, you know, because time is money, right? right. Uh, and that's honestly, that's one thing that's kind of cool about the day job, though, is a lot of times I'll take my laptop to the day job. And when I get done with whatever I'm doing there, then it's like, okay, then I start typing away and I'm like on, on Adobe Illustrator trying to get stuff straightened out. And I, I measure, you have, I just measure out the bikes, but a lot like where they want the logo. But a lot of times people want either something cool, like uh, they want like a different type of logo or a different font. And a lot yeah. of times there'll be like a drop shadow. You know what I mean? Like I've yeah. got a drop shadow on my Yeti there. There's a black yeah, drop yeah. shadow behind the Yeti. And a lot of times we'll do some kind of like paint or I don't know, like a brush effect font, you know, that looks like somebody physically like used a paintbrush to do it. Yeah, I yeah. do fonts like that all the time. Cause if you're repainting your bike and you don't work for Yeti or Cannondale or whoever, like who gives a shit if they're, if we use their exact logos, you know what I mean? Let's make it cool. Right. Right. So like if you're, if you're uh, doing a, a Simpsons friggin' bike, you can use Simpsons font to say Santa Cruz instead of Santa Cruz. Exactly. Font, you know? Yeah. 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 So we, we do just different fonts all the time and there's just places online. I send people just to a, a website online and just have them pick out a font that they like, you know, and they'll just go through there and just pick something out and you just download that it. That can be time consuming, man. I made business cards the other day, dude. I probably spent at <laughs> least 45 minutes trying to figure out what fucking fonts I wanted to use, man. It was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's the, uh, the just having too many options, right? If there were three right. of them on there, you can just pick one quick. A lot of times what I'll do is I'll just like mock up three or four fonts, with their locals, yeah. and then send them a picture of it. Just have them pick one. Cause yeah. I know they're going to, if I just turn them loose, it'll take forever. You know what I mean? So, because I just did the, this Cannondale uh, in this really pretty color, and uh, we did it a complete. Because I, I even have Cannondale's files, but he wanted because the 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 Cannondale's pretty thin, like their their natural logo, and we did the logos in such a pretty color that we wanted the logos to be like big and blocky, so that, like the color, the cool color would come through, right? So we did this huge blocky logos on it. Um, there was just this other font that I just downloaded online, big blocky font. So there's, there's a million options. Honest to God, like there's so many colors of paint out there. There's so many, I could put the logos in the same spot on top of the down tube on the bottom of the down tube. I can do something cool on the top tube, do some kind of design. Like, yeah. I don't know if you saw like probably two weeks ago, we did one that, uh, we made it look like a guy fly fishing in the dark. So I did like these, these pine trees up the down tube, like on the, kind of the bottom half of the down tube. Right. Mm -hmm. And on top, I did this color changing like blue to purple paint and then mm -hmm. like speckled this silver, the silver paint over the top of it. So it looked like kind of like the night sky. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I I've glossed because gloss and matte are two different things. Right. I glossed, the night sky and I matted the trees and then we had on the head tube, it was a specialized, but on the head tube, we had like just the, the silhouette of a fly fisherman and his line went all the way down the top tube to a fly, like back by the seat tube. You know, oh, that's cool. Yeah. It was a cool project. And 
they just those guys they were just like well it's it's for a bike shop owner and they said he's like he's in a fly fisherman or fly fishing he doesn't want it too wild but he wants it cool so we, we, right. we were going pink and yellow right right so I, like had muted colors but i mean even even though there was no pink and yellow like that job still took me a week you know like of constant working on it because the difference between matte and gloss is a lot of times what you'll do is if you want matte you gloss it first which is which is your normal clear right right because the matte and the gloss are two different types of clear mm -hmm. but a lot of times you'll clear it the normal way first which is the gloss and then you have to mask that off and put an additional coat of matte Mm -hmm. uh, on the spots that are open so uh mat is like a, a just a one last step to get the mat you know yeah so yeah, yeah projects like that i mean they're those are the ones i like because honestly the the funny thing about all this is it's not even most about the money as much as it is about like how cool the project is and then yeah. putting it on instagram and right. just blowing people's minds on like that's yeah. where that's where the fun part is you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, totally. Somebody so, asked up here earlier, and I think I probably know the answer to this, but they were asking about whether you recommend decals from Stickered or Slick and or is painting them better. And I, I think, in my opinion, if you're getting a custom bike painted, you're you're gonna want to get your graphics painted, you know, <clears> as well. Because you don't want that to have like nothing on it if you if you did decide to sell it, right? But then well, there is stuff uh, that you want like graphics like for the wheels or whatever to match it, then yeah, go hit up stickered for something like that. But as far as well, like on, on my own bike, right? And for those yeah. first seeing like the listening, you can't really see it obviously, but like my my fork lowers, what I did is I painted them pink, but then I reached out to Richard, like we were did working with this. He and I worked on this from the get-go. Yeah, he did my Fox logos, but right. he did them a thousand times more like detailed than I could ever do with paint. Right. There's little fades and there's little trees and there's little palm trees and there's sunsets and there's all yeah, kinds yeah. of stuff in my Fox logo here that I couldn't like I probably I guess I could do it with paint, but it would take me a year just to do the lowers. So if you want to paint your bike like. I a lot of times what we do is people well in these envies. I am running envy rims. Like no one else has got those those envy stickers. Those are exactly like a vector that I drew up for Richard. Or well, he I showed him what I wanted, and then he drew yeah, it up yeah. pretty much. But uh, like a lot of times, what we'll do is if it's a package deal where it's a person that knows the two of us and we're all working together, I paint the bike. I spray paint some like some kind of cardboard or something like that. I mail it to Richard. So he's got the exact color that that yeah. bike's going to be. Then he can match it with his, with his stickers. And then we have like everything totally matchy matchy, you know? So right, there's right. like, you can do one or the other, but like us working together, will like take it to the next level. You know what I mean? So, right. Right. But I mean, as far as it, like, saying yeti or you know the the model of the bike or whatever like you would want those painted on there unless you were like even i would assume even if you wanted to get crazy you would at least want them painted on there like a regular flat color that way if you took the, the decals off that it would still at least say the name of the, the bike on it and stuff right 
Yeah. Well, and it's it's depends on what you want to do with it because and you might know this dude, uh, Richard or no George Young. Do you know him? No, no, I don't. He's, he rides out there, but he's he's another guy I've met through Richard. But what we did with he's got a bike and it, it's just about to drop. But he did this really dark, uh, this really dark color on this on the frame, and I just painted it the one color. And then him and Richard are doing all the logos on it. You know uh, I mean? So, so it's cheaper. Not on it then. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah. And, and so, it, honestly, it's way easier for me to just do one color. So if you right. want to kind of get something custom but but ultimately save a little money, for sure, go yeah. to both of us. Because I'll just do one color, and it's like bam, bam, and I'm done. I don't have to yeah. mask anything off. And then you go to Richard, and you, you've been dealing with him, and you've got some kind of really intricate, like, logos that you've got cut out. Yeah. And then you've got the, you've got the beautiful paint with the with the logos and good so whatever you know it's yeah. it's all the that's same kind of what i want to do to my it's kind of what i want to do to my my uh my gravel bike i have a carbon gravel bike and i just want it to be like like that base carbon kind of flat you know look the whole thing and then i'll just do whatever decals i want so then whatever you know eight months from now when I decide pink's not my color anymore and I want it to be purple or I want it to be green, then I can just like peel all my decals off, put some new ones on. That's cool. You know, but I think if mm -hmm. I was going to do like uh, a regular mountain bike, like, like a real paint job, I, I would probably want to get a little, little crazy with it. <laughs> well, yeah. And it's, it's, it's just a little bit of everything. Like it's a sliding scale. Every one of these yeah. things, it's like, it depends is the answer right. and it depends on what you want and you know if money's no object let's go nuts and but if you want to save a little bit let's kind of me and richard could double team it and yeah there's what's the, there's what's obviously the things that he can like? do that i can't uh it depends uh but right now okay, it's three wanted, or four weeks three or four weeks okay well but if i get busier then you know it would it would stretch out but i'm i'm working on Again, like back to the doing this full time, um, I've kind of got just like a my website's just one of the ones you can put together on Shopify, you know. But I'm kind of yeah. working on on upping that, and then you know coming out with like your base price. One color is X, and then if you want the logos, it's fifty bucks more. And if you yeah. want this, and this, and this, you know what I mean. So the people can kind of see. So they don't just hear it's a thousand bucks and blah, 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 you know, yeah. so they can like detail it out. But one of the options I was going to come out with for a little bit of extra money for uh, is let's say I am two months out, but it's, but you want to keep your bike, you know, for a little extra money, I'll put you in the queue and just keep your bike there moving up. And then when we're about two weeks out from, from starting to work on your bike, I let you know and then, so you're out, you're only away from your bike for just a couple of weeks instead of six weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. just different ways to, uh, you know, to, to help people out and, and also help me out. Cause I probably feel, well, I'm, I bet, I bet 5% of people go from just like DMS on Instagram to actual jobs. You know what I mean? Right. But so. So out of a hundred people that contact you on a DM saying they want to get their bike painted, five of them actually follow through is what you're saying. 
Right. And yeah. and most of it's just price because a lot of it's honestly like 13 year old dudes, like how much to paint my rock hopper, you know, and like thousand dollars and they're like, Oh my, that, you know how many lawn mowing that job that is, you know, uh, <laughs> you're so, all dude, go buy some rattle cans, man. You'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's, it, it all depends. You know what I mean? But I'm just, I'm, I know having me just sit on your bike for six weeks is a little bit of a problem, but it's also like, you got to look at from my side, like a lot of times what happens is I have the capability of painting about four bikes at a time. So it's like, I take four bikes all the way through and then another four bikes all the way through yeah, yeah, I got it. and then another four bikes, you yeah. know? So that's, that's where the weight comes in. And so, uh, but you know, sometimes your bike might be easy enough that I can just stick it in this job. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so yeah. if I've got your bike, I might get it done earlier. And and I say six weeks, honestly, it might only be, it might only be a week. You might be really lucky because somebody else didn't send me theirs. So it, it depends just like, yeah, yeah. I'll just try to get a, get an idea though. I mean, I think six weeks is reasonable. I mean, it's not like well, right now it's three, you know what I mean? Right. Because it, we're in the middle of the season, you know what I mean. So it right. obviously it slows down. Oh yeah, so oh, yeah. I guess when it's hot, guys, yeah. shit, when it's super hot, you know. Well, yeah, you guys are just all all year round. You can ride, but out here, I mean, it snows, and so winter is busy for me. Oh, okay. Because you know, no one's on their bike anyway. There's there's a good you know four to six months where you literally cannot ride. So yeah, that's crazy. I'm not used to that. I'm a, I'm definitely used to being in Northern California where I'm like, what do you mean season? Spoiled, <laughs> we have, have drink a lot of water man. season and not drink much water season. That's what we have. <laughs> That's I get. You can go down. Moab usually doesn't get snowed in, but occasionally they do. Moab's usually year round, but it gets cold because I mean it'll it'll get zero degrees down in Moab. You know what I mean? So. Right on, man. But a lot of people, Cedar City is southern Utah. A lot of people head down south, you know, just kind of, or we go to California and ride our bikes out there with you people. Right. With you yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's uh just about two hours right now, man. I'm super stoked that you took the time. I'm to just getting out. started. What else are we going to talk about? Right. <laughs> okay. So, so after you subscribe to his, uh, to Biker Podcasts, uh, webs or uh, instagram go to tech just with tec underscore gnar right. i sell painted bikes i sell t-shirts that stickered designed one of them at least and i'm doing these uh custom painted uh, well custom coated pocket knives i think they're cool because a lot of like like mountain bikers don't really have pocket knives a lot of times for whatever reason. You know what I mean? But right. this one right here, ultra light packable, you can put that in your fanny pack or your backpack and just have it just to help you help you out or whatever, you know, it's super light. So uh, I've even got one that's not quite as bright. It's just dark blue and black, but yeah. And any, so, anybody that's listening in the show, show more of the, uh, the YouTube video there, is a link to his website as well um i think on your podcast app in the show description there should be a link there as well so definitely be able to get over there if you can't remember how to spell it but it uh because 
you know, social media is like almost impossible to get the same name on every platform. So in some cases, it may be TEC dash NAR, G-N-A-R, and some of them is like a dot NAR. And I, but uh, I think if at the very least, you can go to the website, which is uh, TEC dash G-N-A-R dot com. And yep. uh, so before before we go, I always ask people what other YouTube channels they watch. Cause it's always interesting, you know, it doesn't have to be about mountain bikes. Like you could be like, yeah, I like watching this basket weaving channel or something like that. So is there any, any channels that you're digging on lately? Don't make fun of me. All right. Okay. Let's hear it. All day at work. Don't, don't tell my, I don't know if my boss is listening or not. I watch Starcraft tournaments. Uh, yeah. You remember Starcraft? Yeah. I had a buddy Starcraft used to play that game. Starcraft, I had I played Starcraft one, but Starcraft two is like twenty goddamn years old. It is still super popular, and those <laughs> dudes on like dudes and chick whatever like everyone's doing it. But yeah. you watch them play that game, that is fascinating to me because I <laughs> I used to play it, but I used to cheat. You know, you could put in the cheat codes of like God mode where you could yeah. you, like you had infinite money and infinite gas and all this kind of stuff because you're yeah. trying to get money and gas to build yeah. your things. But StarCraft two tournaments fascinating to me. There that is go. my thing that I don't tell anyone. So shh, don't. Right, don't we'll keep anyone. it on the download. We won't tell anybody else. <laughs> right on, man. Well, like I said, dude, I definitely appreciate you uh, taking the time to sit down and chat with me. It's been really interesting to to hear your your story and how you got started and how you are to where you are now. And definitely, if anybody's interested in getting their bike painted or a helmet or I guess guitar even. Um, hit him up and hit Dustin up, go swing by his website or his Instagram, shoot him a message and, and you guys can, uh, yeah. you guys can work it out from there. So outside of that, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, just keep in touch. Cause, uh, there's going to be things happening here. As soon as if somebody can find a bike to give away, it's going to be given away, but that's, that's the right. bad part is like finding a bike. No one can find a bike right now. Yeah, and we'll have the Lone Wolf actually is supposed to be on next week. So we'll be able to talk maybe by next week he'll have a bike in 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 the works and we'll be able to we'll be able to grill him on on what the what the story is with that. But um those of you guys that haven't hit the thumbs up button yet, you guys should probably do that because that makes me happy. And um if you've been considering hitting the subscribe button, that would be great too, because I like to see the subscri subscriber count go up because it makes me feel like you guys actually, you guys are digging, digging it. There's new people that are coming along or into the show. And if you're just listening to the show every week, but you're not subscribing, it's like, just do me a favor, man. Click the button. It only takes a second. And then I feel like I'm actually out here spending my Sunday evenings getting somewhere, right? So <laughs> anyways, if you don't want to do that, but you do want to see a little bit more content for free, Swing by my Instagram, like I said earlier, at BikerB1. And so that's B1KERB1, because that's the one that I actually got on all of them. I, can you believe that? I got all, all of the social medias like that. So um, nonetheless, there is one thing, though, that I like, like to tell you guys. I want you guys to keep in mind. It only takes a bike to be a biker. Get out and be one.